Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I'm Pastor Vince Haney from Raymond Word of Faith, the Word Church. Yes, my faith is on fire, and I'm speaking to this weather system that's coming in. And uh, that's going to be our subject of the day. And we're going to talk about... Not just the weather, but fear in yeah, general. Yeah, yeah, fear in general. And I just want to say, we're going we're gonna to get right started. We're going to go to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. Now, here's the truth. Here's a promise. This is the truth about who God says you are, what God says you have, and what God says you can do. That's what it means to walk by faith. I mean, I, I believe... First Timothy or Second Timothy? Second Timothy. Second Timothy. Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. That's what it means to walk by faith. It means I believe the word of God, and, and I have confidence and trust in that word of God, and I'm going to act on it, and I'm going to dec- decree and declare what he says. So look what he said about Vince right here. For the Lord has not given Vince a spirit of fear, but he's given Vince power... And of love and a sound mind. So he, he used that word. So there must be power in love. He get his but power and but of power and of love and of a sound mind. That's what he's given me. He said he hasn't given me fear. And I wanna. I'm wondering why all these Christians and just people are running around with fear. I know why, and I know who's behind the spirit of fear. But I'm talking to Christians now because this the broadcast is designed to ignite. Christians faith on fire and and I'm, I got one more scripture that goes with this Romans 117 and I, I'm just gonna it's in my heart it says for I'm not ashamed of the gospel the gospel means the good news but it is the power of God to those who believe I'm paraphrasing so he said I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God unto those who believe that means this truth that we got is our power source so, and we got to go out and decree and declare this power source. And I was just thinking about, we were talking about just for the broadcast, uh, there's supposed to be a great storm coming in, you know, this week or weekend in Chico and the surrounding areas. And how the news media, you know, they just pump out bad news constantly. And, and fate comes by hearing. sensationalism. Yeah, yeah. And, and, but they're, 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 they're helping because of they don't know, being deceived, the enemy uh, promote this spirit of fear and it's in people as i went out today uh, of course watching the news last night like you said richard that was top story man the, 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 the weather man he's the man he's the star now right normally in chico you know the weather doesn't change that much and so the weather man he'll come on he'll get his like two or three minutes and that's done. it man last night he was the lead story he was the middle story he was in the, about three quarters of the way through and then he was on again right 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 they, was, they kept on going back to him huh? you know what changed what changed the last five minutes but, but see how the enemy works, though, and how he was using them to promote and instigate a spirit of fear. Fear, yeah. Fear that this weather system is going to do you some harm. It's going to hurt you, so you better batten down the hatches or don't come outside. And, and again, it, it, it's just fear. And fear, the acronym I understand from fear is false expectations appearing real. So basically, it's a false expectation 
I want you to expect it, but it's false. But it's appearing real. So that's why they put the weather guy on so many times. To reinforce that false expectation to appear real in your life. We all going to die. Right, right. <laughs> but, but see, back to what Jesus says in the scripture, I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it's the power of God. When you get saved, born again, I know a lot of churches don't preach like this but i'm gonna declare my preaching and my speech are not with enticing words of human wisdom but in the demonstration of the spirit and the power that your faith not may not be in the wisdom of man but in the power of god and god in his word is one so when we get saved we basically got redeemed reconciled and restored back to the first the way adam was meant to operate on the earth and adam god gave him dominion and jesus demonstrated that same dominion when he walked the earth after he got baptized and the heavens opened up and said, this is my beloved son whom I'm well pleased. Validation. He went out and started doing ministry. And we see what he did in his ministry. He spoke to some stuff. He spoke to from weather systems, to sickness, to dead bodies, to fish. He spoke to fig trees. He just spoke to stuff. And, and I want to get back to the part that he spoke to the weather system when he, they were in the boat going to the other side to do some ministry. They was going to release this guy that was, they called him the Gazarene Demoniac. He was tied up. They put him on an island somewhere away from the general population. And Jesus was on the boat sleep. And as they were heading over there, this weather system arose. Now, and I, because I understand they were going over there to do ministry and set this guy free because Jesus was operating by the Holy Spirit and he was getting all his instruction from God. God led him. He was God led. Going to the other side. And as they were going, a storm brewed up and i know god didn't send that storm because they were on assignment so the the devil still has a little power to create stuff and he'll use you to get his will done he'll get you to keep speaking about this storm because death and life is not in the power of the devil it's in the power of the tongue that's proverbs 18 21 it didn't say death death and life is in the power of the devil it says it's in the power of your tongue so if he can get you to speak up some stuff because we are on a word planet so anyway jesus going to the other side the storm arises. Jesus' whole uh, entourage, <laughs> his disciples, Jesus sleep on a pillow, knocked out. He's at rest because when you sleep, you're at rest. The disciples, them the ones who got fearful, and they wake up Jesus, the master, the teacher, the rabbi, and says, Lord, do you wake up? Don't you, aren't you afraid for us or do you care that we're about to perish? And Jesus just woke up. The scripture said he rebuked the storm. Rebuke means a strong reprimand. He reprimanded the storm. He told it to go sit in the corner somewhere. Actually, and he said, peace be still. That was the reprimand. Peace be still. And it said it was a great calm. And he went back to sleep. Uh-oh. Nope. Before he went back to sleep, he rebuked them. Because he said, oh, you yeah, little fate. Why are you guys so fearful? Right. Why are you guys so fearful? He's like, dudes, I've been teaching y'all how... You were meant to operate. Just do what I do. And he, what he was saying is, you could have done this. Why'd you wake me up? I'm sleeping. You know, I'm getting my rest. And you guys doing stuff, asking me to do something that I've been, you equipped to do to do now. So he, he said, oh, yeah, little faith, why did you fear? And so I just say that about this system. And again, this, this word, no disrespect, spiritual sissies keep coming to mind. Because that's what the devil wants to do. He wants to punk the church. And when I say church, I ain't talking about building the body of Christ. He wants to punk you and keep your mouth shut. He don't want you to rebuke the storm. He wants you to agree with the weatherman that it's coming and it's coming bad. And you better go tell everybody. 
Because death and life is in the power of tongue. He wants you to go spread that news. Spread the and, fear. And Jesus said, no, I want you to spread the news that you have the authority to speak to it. And God's been telling me this, revealing this to me. He already knows it's in my spirit. But he's been revealing it to me. I've given you authority to trample over serpents and scorpions over all the power of the devil. He said, what, whatever you bound on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you lose. He says, you have spiritual authority now because you've been redeemed, reconciled, and restored. You can now operate like you were originally intended to operate, like the first Adam did. And, and he messed it up. And the last Adam, Jesus came to restore us. That's what it means when I tell people to go to church and grow in the knowledge of God. Find out who you are. Every Sunday, we make this declaration before we get started. This is my Bible. I am who it says I am. I have what it says I have, and I can do what it says I can do. And Jesus said, the works that I do, shall you do also, and greater works. So we, and again, a lot of people don't believe that because they don't believe the gospel. They still believe the lie that's been, Satan has sowed some seeds too. Seeds, the Bible calls it corruptible seed because the word of God is incorruptible. So he didn't sowed some seeds too and programming you to believe you can't, you're not who God says you are. You can't do what God says you do and you're not who God says you are. And people actually believe that. And God says, no, repent means come back to a higher level and, and believe the good news. I, I did it. When I was set on the cross, when I allowed myself to be on the cross, I said, it's finished. I was telling dad, I, I, I did what you told me to do. I redeemed and reconciled and restored mankind back to you with all kingdom rights and privilege. And all they have to do is come through me and say yes and receive it. But we, we didn't got so religious up. And Paul said this, I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God. And he said, my speech and my preaching are not with enticing words or human wisdom, but in demonstration. He said, I'm just not going to talk about this. I'm going to demonstrate this. And that's why I was just saying this morning how I spoke when I heard the media guy, I mean, the weather guy speaking that I came against it. I bounced it. No, that storm it's going to come, but it ain't going to wreak havoc because we need the water. We need the precipitation. But these 65 mile an hour winds, and if they do come, they ain't going to hurt nobody. That's what you declared. Let them come. But they, we ain't going to fear it. See, I would come a little different on this than you. Rather than speak against the storm, I would just say whatever the storm comes I you, don't need to worry. But you spoke against the spirit of fear. Oh, it's not. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Th there's no sense being scared. Right. I'm, but, <laughs> but see, and, and you know, you, you kind of touched on this earlier. The media especially wants us to always be in a state of fear. They always want us to be agitated about something. And there's always something going on. I, I preach about this a lot. There's always something going on. That you could be fearful of. Yeah. I mean, Every it was Al-Qaeda. Right. Then it was ISIS. It was, then it was e Ebola. No, it was Ebola. I was just and now it's the it's the, it's the cops. It's the cops. We, it's always you know, something. You gotta be. There's always something. And in about a month, it'll be something weeks, else. We don't know be, what. It, there'll be something else. Something that something we're not else. even thinking about. And, there's always something. And people will talk about the good old days. And I say, um, when were the good old days? Because let's just go back to the 1900s. Um, you got the World War One. Then we have a little bit of peace and prosperity, I guess, in the 20s. But then in the 30s, you got the Depression. That was the good old days. And then in the 40s, you got World War Two. I don't know. That was the good old days. And in the 50s, you have Korean War. And then you have kids being taught, get under your desk if the Russians send over a nuclear missile. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's going to help. A nuke goes off over nope. this building. But those building. were the good old days. Right. But if a nuke goes off over this building and you and I could get under this desk, it's not going to help. So then you got the 60s. You got the Vietnam War. I don't know if anybody thinks that's the good old days. And then you got uh, the first Gulf. And then you got all the Panama and Grenada. And 
just so many things. There's always something. And I tell people, go back to the good. Tell me when the good old days when there was not anything going on were. And nobody knows because there's always something. I think that's part of the devil's plan. I think he uses the news media. Oh, I know he does. Unwittingly, I don't think they, well, they, they start they out know. to do that. That's what's called deception. And and I, I think he uses the government to a certain extent. He uses that. people. And people are all in all of these all institutions you're talking about. Right. So he uses people. And so what happens is that there, people are just in a constant state of agitation. They're in a constant state of fear. Something's always going to be happening to us that we have to be worried about. And what does Jesus say? He says, do not worry. He says exact opposite because the news media would have everybody worried today. Now, does that mean that I left my lawnmower out where it could get three and a half inches of rain dumped on it? No, I put it away. Does that mean that if I did, I leave my lawn chairs out. I got some plastic chairs out on my deck. Does that mean I put them out where they could get blown around if the wind comes? No, I put them away. There are certain things that you do. Oh, wisdom. I'm not sitting around worried to death something's going to happen to me. And and me either. And that's what I was saying. I came in, you know, because I went to a meeting this morning. And, of course, it was on the news all last night about the big storm system that's coming in. Went to a meeting, and I know there's a lot of Christians there. And and, and they're speaking on it. And then I I got, again, a call from uh, my daughter Again, we use their community center to have host midweek Bible studies. And she was just saying how the lady that lives on the property, she her job for the property is just to come lock and unlock the door for the community center for people that use it. So she called my daughter and said, I think in light of the storm system that's coming in, that you guys shouldn't have Bible study tonight because I don't want to walk over and unlock, lock it and unlock it because of the storm system that's coming in. And I'm looking, I'm like, well, you said it was not coming in at 4 in the morning. We have a study at 6 o'clock. And I'm like, first of all, I already spoke against it. Nothing's going to happen, but we're not going to let you cancel what we're called to do. We're called to study to show ourselves approved. Now, do I want to be a man pleaser? Am I going to please her or am I going to do what God says? We're teaching the principles of faith. We're, we're teaching speak to the thing. And she's like, well, cancel church that tonight. Yeah, cancel that tonight. Yeah. That church <laughs> stuff. Okay, cancel all that, that faith stuff. Uh, we got the real deal coming in tonight. <laughs> no, this is the time to demonstrate what I claim I believe. Right. And that's what I'm telling our students in Bible study. We have Bible study tonight, too, and I can almost guarantee you that we're going to be light. Right, right. Well, see, this is the this is where the rubber meets the road case. right here is the stuff you're teaching. Are you, are you applying it to your life? Especially, I tell people. It pe- doesn't even have to be a physical storm. This, no, this could be a a a, a, a life storm. storm in your life. Right? Do you, you do you and, succumb? And to guess it? what Jesus said about those storms, or I'm going to call them mountains. He said, "Speak to it." Mark eleven twenty three. You can move. If mountains. you have faith, you can speak to it. And again, that's what we learn from the scriptures, the holy scriptures, which are able to make one wise. And we talk about this a lot on this show, though. Is do you actually believe it? You read it. You know that's what the scripture says, but do you actually well, well, really believe that it? That goes back to what Jesus taught about the parable of the sower. He talked about the word, which equates to seed, some stone, sown on by the wayside. Then he says some of the word of God, which is, relates to seed, is sown on stony ground. And then he says some seed fell amongst thorns, but some was sown on good ground. 
So the the seed that was sown or the word that was heard that was sown on the wayside, he said immediately Satan just came and, and ate that up, took that truth from you. It's like you never had it. He said one on stony ground. Yeah, they heard the word and they was happy to get it. But when the sun came up, it scorched it away because they didn't have no root. Because they had a lot of rocks. You got to have deep soil for stuff to take root, seed to take root. Then he said the other person, he was talking about people too, th among thorns. He says, and they were happy to get it, but the deceitfulness of riches and other things came in and it choked the word and it became unfruitful. So those are just the cares of the world comes in to take the word. He said, but the ones, this word is sown on the good ground. Those who accept it, they receive it. They go out and practice it and they bear fruit. Some 30, 60, 104. See, that's us. That's us here on Faith on Fire. We, we accept it. We don't try to analyze it, figure it out. We just... Okay, right. Lord, there it is. It's the in black and white. Actually believe it. Yeah, let's believe it, and then I'm going to act on it. So well, right. if I believe I can speak to the mountain, whatever my mountain may be, it could be the storm that they say is coming in. It can be a mountain of bills, a mountain of sickness, a mountain of calamity, anything. He says, I can speak to it. And the thing is, I got to continue speaking. And I got to not only speak to it, but keep my conversation in line with what I believe. That's what we're doing on this broadcast concerning this weather thing. We're still speaking in line with what we believe. Yeah, let it come. It ain't going to harm me. Right. If it do come, it still ain't going to harm me. And I'm still going to be okay. Remember, no evil shall befall you, neither shall any plague come now your dwelling. I still got his word on it. It won't harm me. He just well, I mean, told you me. You listen to the weatherman. You need to go home and you need to just. I need to hunker down. I need to throw the shutters up. Get under the cover. I need to go get my sandbags. <laughs> and my house is up on a hill. I still they, they got sandbags ready for you too. They, you can get them for free. But back to the scripture in Second Timothy. Look, I just looked at verse six. Second Timothy, chapter one. Look at six. He says, "Uh, actually, look at verse five. When I call to remembrance the genuine faith, God said, I want you to have some genuine faith. He said, that's in you." Oh, faith is in me. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, which first dwelled in your grandmother, Lois, and in your mother, Eunice. Yeah, my mom and I, I had, we got generations of faith. Look, I am persuaded is in you also. I'm going to say yes and amen to that. It's in me too. But look, you say, therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God. Stir up the gift of God, which is in you. He didn't say that twice. This something in me. And I know about stirring up something. You ever made some Kool-Aid? We used to have big dinners at our house, and my job was to make the Kool-Aid. So we have a lot of people over, so we got this big old pot we make the Kool-Aid in. Oh, my job to make the Kool-Aid. First thing I need to make some Kool-Aid is what, Richard? Water. I'm going to need some water. Next thing I'm going to need is some... A lot of sugar. A lot of sugar. <laughs> no, uh, second thing, I'm going to need the Kool-Aid, the no, the packet, need a lot of sugar. What, what, throwing a little cooler. Well, well, the sugar is what, that gives it aid because I got to get that flavor. And then I got to do what? Stir it. Stir it up. So he said, I came to stir up this gift, this gift of faith that's in you. Because remember in Romans, he's given each one of us the measure of faith. So I got to stir it up in you. And that's what Jesus was trying to tell them before he rebuked them and said, oh, ye a little faith. He wanted to stir them up, say, hey, man, it's in you. You can do this, too. So he says, uh, therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you. For uh, Verse 7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So that's what we're here to do on Faith of Fire. Stir up the gift that's in you. It's in you. If you're born again, you got the gift. See, some, some versions talk about fan up the flame. Same thing. And Faith on fire. The, the image that I always see there is when you throw a log in the fire, after a while, the outside part gets crusty and it's not burning very well. So you have to take a poker 
and poke that off, knock that off, and all of a sudden now there's good wood there again. You to fan the flames back up, and I see that happens to us in life. I mm-hmm. think work and everything else just kind of builds a crest over us to where we're not really as hot as we used to be. We forgot our first look. And every once in a while, we got to take a poker and knock all that crud off and get some good wood again. I'm glad you said that because Jesus said that through John in Revelation. I I, I desire that you be either hot or cold. Right. I mean, I want your faith to be, you know, straight frozen, solid. Or burning up. I See, don't need you to be lukewarm. To do something with somebody that's frozen than it is for him that's lukewarm. Because lukewarm, right. you're just going along thinking right. everything's fine. You're frozen. You, I mean, you, that's that's how you uh, boil a frog. If you stick him in hot water, he jumps right out. You stick him in warm water and then just slowly bring the heat up. And he's so dumb, he don't know that it's getting hotter. I think that's what the devil wants to do with us. He doesn't throw us in like hot water because we'd figure out right off the bat we need to get out of that. He puts us in a nice lukewarm state. And, keeps and you, he wants to keep you there. And just kind of keeps you going along. That's the revelation right there. That's what Jesus is talking about. He wants to keep you. And we got a lot of Christians. That's where they are. And they're comfortable. Because it's comfortable oh. where it's lukewarm. That's the comfortable no place. Kidding. And we love, we talk about that here being in North America. We love to be comfortable. You know, don't take away our comfort zone. We don't want to speak on nothing. We don't even want to speak to bad weather systems. And here in California, earthquakes. And, and I just always think, man... And I know as he is, so are we, Jesus. And he said, the works that I do shall you do also in greater works. But I'm just wondering, you know, and I understand we're the body of Christ. We're his hands and feet on the earth. And he expects us to do what he did. But if he was just here, you know, in California, what would he be doing? We wouldn't be going around with his, wringing his hands, worrying in fear all the time. I can guarantee Right. And the earthquakes come out. I don't mean to say, guys, okay, let's prepare. I think he'd be operating in. His spiritual authority taking dominion over this domain that he's the scripture says the the heavens are the, the Lord's, but the earth I've given unto the sons so of men. And and I may take a little different tact on this than you do, I don't know, but here's here's where I'm at. I flew this last weekend. And I know people, man, they're scared to death to fly. I'm not scared to fly. I figure, you know what, if the plane's gonna crash, it's gonna crash. That's just way to while I was flying, though, a plane, a private plane, over the ran into a house and killed three people: a mother and and two of her children, right, and the pilot. And so you can be in your house and a plane fall on you. What? And this is why we can't live in a spirit of fear. And it's also Romans eight. There's nothing that can separate us from the love of God. And the first thing he says is death. Neither says, death. Neither death. death huh? See, so the one thing that we've all we're always scared of, you know, people that don't want to fly, they're scared they're going to crash and get killed. People that don't want to ride in a car or do something, skydive, whatever it might be, because they might get killed. We're always so worried about getting killed, doing something that we might die. And he says the very first thing that we don't have to worry about separating us from him is death, not life. And, and then he goes on to list these other things. So I'm not worried. I'm not worried about the storm. I'm not worried about flying. I'm not worried about being in my house. I'm not worried about being in my car. I'm not worried in any of those situations because I know that even if I were to die somehow, I can't be snatched from his hand. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't be separated from and him. And the thing with the disciples and with the boat situation with Jesus sleeping on a pillow that's what they feared, that they were going to die. Yeah, we're all going to die. Don't death. you know that we're right. going to die? We're going to die. And Jesus is like, Dudes, man, <laughs> come on, guys. You're with me. You, 
And he, he got up and just told the storm. He took authority over because he understood he had dominion. He spoke to the thing and told it, peace, be still, be calm. And the thing obeyed him. And then he rebuked their unbelief. Oh, you a little faith. Then he went back to sleep. And they was like, wow, who's this cat? Now, see, I even have people in my family, though, that look at me strangely because somebody I know will be sick or family member will be sick. And I'll say, I'm not going to get sick. I just refuse to get sick. I say, you better say that because death and life is in the well, power of your there's tongue. there's a lot of people even listening to us right now that would just say that we're well, you crazy to even think no, like Richard, that. No, Richard, here's the deal. When you speak faith-filled positive words, you're conditioning, when you do it constantly, you're conditioning your spirit to produce. Though the outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. The inward man, whatever you feed more is going to get the strongest. If you feed your outward man, your flesh constantly, it's going to get big. You feed that spirit man. That's why Jesus said man should not live by bread alone, but by every word. Well, because you're feeding your spirit the word of God, and then you're releasing that out your mouth. Death and life ain't in the power of the devil. It's in the power of the tongue, according to the word of God. And James talked about the tongue, the most deadliest, powerful member of the body. You better speak faith-filled, positive words now, over your life. Well, people, though, will uh, it ain't. I, I ain't talking I about ache, my speech. Pain. Here it is. My See, speech. I don't, I don't talk about that stuff. My speech and my preaching are not with enticing words of human wisdom, but in the demonstration of the spirit and of power and, that your faith you know, may not be in the wisdom and, of men, but in the power of God. I've seen people talk themselves into being sick. Yes. I mean... You can sit and you can say, man, I got a little bit of a headache. And if you sit and you think long enough about, I got a little bit of a headache, you know what's going to happen that little bit of a headache? It's going to get worse. Because you know what? As a man think it or believe, so is all he. all you can think about is that headache and how bad it is. Because you, you manifested it. Right. You, you thought it, and then you verbalized it. Bam. In the beginning, God, whatever he imagined, he spoke it, and there it was. And he tells us the same thing. Believe it and speak it. Believe it and speak it. So things you don't want, you don't believe, you really ain't going to speak. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you better get some good stuff planted in the good ground of your heart and start speaking that. So we're going to speak to storms. We're going to speak to earthquakes. We're going to speak to those mountains like Jesus and said. And speak to our fear. Right. Speak to your fear. You better speak to it. Because he says back in Mark eleven twenty three, if you don't believe in your heart, Believe, speak with your mouth and don't doubt in your heart, but believe the things you say shall come to pass. You will have whatever you say. So you got to believe, put some good stuff in your heart and start believing that and start speaking that. And that's what you will have in your life. And that's going to do it for this segment of Faith on Fire. We're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith. And we want to remind you as you go through this week, keep speaking to those storms and keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. 
Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.